0: You're listening to the Comics Pals Reviews Special. Uh, today, we are here to review not one, but two different books. X-Men number 17. I have to show off this cover because it's so beautiful. And Strange Adventures number 8. If you're watching on YouTube, you see the covers that I have that I'm holding up right now. Sort sure uh, of. The glare uh, Normally. Terrible. Sorry,
1: <laughs> sort
0: of the glare is terrible. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, a ring
1: think? light will do that.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, normally, you might catch these on the main show, but here we are reviewing them for you guys. Uh, and you can expect this going forward. So if you like this idea uh, and you like our reviews, then definitely go ahead and let us know by leaving a comment wherever it is that you're listening to this. Uh, Leave us a review wherever it is that you're listening to this. And uh, you can also come join our Discord server, a link to which will be in the description. Also, if you're new to us, The Comics Pals is a weekly comics podcast where we talk about the books and, as you can see, do reviews, but also talk about the movies and the TV shows like WandaVision, and we break down what's going on in the industry. So if those things are up your alley, then so are we. Uh, Without any further preamble, Let's jump right into the review of X-Men number 17. This is, of course, the debut of one Brett Booth, who is on art. Uh, Jonathan Hickman, who is writing um, Adoleso Corona, a new inker to the team of X-Men. Sonny Goh, as always, on colors. Clinton Cowles as the letterer of choice. And Tom Muller, the designer of the X-Books. So this issue is very much a one-shot, if you will. It's not a story that um, is absolutely connected to everything else and feels like you have to know so much about what's been going on in the X-Men title proper to understand it. Um, If you watched my mini-review on Instagram, then you know that... um, I said that this issue is, is really, really digestible. I think that there's an element of Hickman desiring this to feel like a nineties book, this issue in particular, sure. uh, where because Brett Booth is an artist whose style is very similar. I don't think it's unfair to say to nineties uh, comics. Um, I think John the Hickman kind of took the opportunity to do some things a little bit differently. Um, I am gonna start by saying that I don't know if I've ever enjoyed looking at Jean Grey more than. Me. Ah!
2: Well, it certainly helps that she's contorting her legs in certain ways that you know really accentuates her hips. Uh, yeah,
1: that was <clears throat> that was one that I thought was really funny. Like, um, I'm looking at uh, it's the the scene where she was like scanning everybody's brain, and then she finally does like the that one, and she points, and her legs are like in got these thick ass thighs but then her like stomach is like turned this way but her chest is this way and it's like it's just like a in what universe is that how you would stand to point at someone and it's not even like as a dig i just thought it was funny because it does feel so like of that space and time of the 90s you know
2: (laughs) even you don't point that way
3: even this page where she uh they come into the the empire uh, through the Krokolan portal or whatever.
1: Yeah. Like, there is some body physics happening there. Like- <laughs> well, and it, it's funny, too, because, like, uh, the the 90s flavor is, like, all over this issue. Like, the shot where uh, Cyclops and Storm are talking about, like, when they zap the guy who was the interloper. And, like, Cyclops, uh, he's got, like, the big full white X across, but, like, he just looks like a fucking triangle, like it's just like a straight line to his fucking dick, and he's got these huge fucking muscles, <laughs> and not like in a in a goofy way, not in a bad way, just like it's dripping with that classic fucking nineties look, man. Like everybody is hot.
0: <laughs> I love it. I i uh, i i actually wasn't, I wasn't specifically trying to call out even Gene's sexuality. I actually genuinely adore this costume. Is this a new costume? I I I no, uh someone said someone in our discord actually said it was Sultan of Swing that this was a costume from I can't remember where he said but hmm. that it was from something that he'd seen it before. Um and so there you go. It's but cool. I think it's amazing. And and also I I don't I don't think I've ever read a comic where in which Cyclops wore this costume and I love this costume too. This is one of my favorite Cyclops costumes. I, this so, is a good look. Red booth, costume wise, Bat One Hundred.
1: It's an old one, you said, Kale. It is, yeah. I think. Oh, it's, yeah.
0: It
3: may be uh, Jim Lee era. Yes, like, I had toys but, of this. Like before. Uh, oh, I remember that action figure. Signature blue and yellow. Yep. Uh You know the pouches and the the leather jacket. Yeah, and the chunky ass boots. Was it, just before that,
2: it looks like X Factor Cyclops from like the yeah, late early nineties. X
3: blue when that when that team up was relevant you know not the recent one but the the one way back i right, I, th- right. I feel like it was like x-men blue blue and gold or something
1: sure. yo uh, like i'm um, also just to take it back to the the art I, I guess specifically like there's that the scene where they all fly in to like confront the bad guy who i don't remember and everybody's thighs are just like enormous just like holy shit you could crush a watermelon with these leg muscles yeah <laughs> I wish they would and they're all like like pointing one leg you know so it's like
2: (laughs) so I got confirmation that costume that we like so much is from X Factor number 26 that's when it made it's first debut the Cyclops one? Cyclops Mm.
1: actually I'm noticing this now looking at this page again that I was calling out Uh, it's I like how that the two costumes for Gene and Cyclops kind of mirror each other like with the the noticing that? Well, I, I didn't notice it when I was reading it, yeah. Um, Don't be so rude. Yeah. Well, come on. It's a comic book. Kale, you <laughs> regularly are the one on this, re- in these reviews who's like, oh, they never explain this. And I'm like, no, right, this piece of dialogue that was right here on the page where it says yeah, exactly what's talking, happening. You're talking about dialogue.
3: I'm talking yeah. about the picture that you're supposed to be looking at. Okay. You're all supposed right, to read the book,
2: right. too. <laughs> you're supposed to look at it. Oh, my God. So, yeah, they uh dope costumes. Yeah. yeah I, I liked them. Thanks. Yeah,
0: I One of the one of the big question marks going into uh Brett Booth's arrival on the x was uh whether or not he would be any good. And for me with this one issue, I think that question is now over. Like, yes, this is <clears throat> this is good. This is this is hot fire. Um, I and and I understand there are probably going to be people who are upset about some of the contortion issues and and some of the posing. But to to be fair, which I think there is fairness required here, um, as P pointed out, like the male characters are not immune, and um, Cyclops is a buff friggin hunk, you know, and and. Um, <laughs> Brick uh, House has it were Yeah,
1: like, like sure. again, like I'm looking at the scene where he's like, We'll handle the rest, and he's standing in his butt's just like just perked yeah. out, you know, like he like it's super it's super sexual across the board. <laughs>
3: <laughs> when when we talked about this transition on the show, I I said this this will not be good, especially yeah. following Leon Lenil Yu. Uh because I, I'm used to Brett Booth from his DC work. Specifically on uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, and previously uh, Teen Titans, uh, where I think he's inked by uh, I want to say Norm Ratman. I could I could be completely wrong on that job, but it what he did over there does not look as good as it does here. And like there in this, it, it was clear they were very specifically trying to do something, and it very specifically worked.
1: Well, it's funny. I went into this like I remember getting, and I was like, "Oh no!" I was like, "This is the one where it starts," and I was really like worried that I wasn't going to like it. Um, but it it definitely won me over. Yeah, I'm with you, Sean. I think this is a this was a it was a fun break from the style that we've gotten used to. You know,
0: I, oh. I also think it's worth pointing out that uh, Atacelo Corona and Sunny Go do tremendous jobs. Sunny Go has been the anchor of x-men from from an art perspective he's the only one who's been the who's been there every issue i think uh he colored lenew uh Lanier, you i'm sorry um he colored mahmoud azrar he's obviously still here so like and man like look at how jean's hair is just so nice and red like luminous yeah and, and 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 they pick um, they pink inkers whose style really meshes well with with what Sonny brings to the table um, as well. Like, yeah, I just think like, even though this isn't Lanil Yu, right, and we all have to move on from that, the book still feels like what Lanil Yu was trying to do. And the reason beyond anything is Sonny Go. I'm I'm glad you called
1: attention to the inks because I think that that is something that does really help with kind of, like, the old school style, too. Because, like, you don't really see, like, a lot of heavy inks like this anymore, you know, like, after we've kind of, like, more normalized the the whole, like, push to digital. Um, and this, that, I think, really does contribute to the old feel of it is that you do have, like, you know, um, like, those shadow lines that have that heavy pen ink look to them, you know?
2: You know what? It's not even just the inking or the character designs or, or the overall look. It's the colors too. There's like a quality to the colors when you open this, where it it didn't feel like anything we had been reading up to this point from the X Men line. Uh, like there's like a shading involved that's just very unique. Uh, opening it immediately, just from all the artistic standpoints being different, made it. It was a bit of a culture shock cuz it felt like reading a completely different book.
0: Yeah, a a, a throwback. Mm-hmm.
3: That it's feels beautiful. fresh. I read uh 16 before this which had uh, Phil Noto and uh whoa buddy. Uh but like I thought this was a flashback. Oh, like a flashback issue. Oh, because her. the 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 style was just it was it's so 90s that I was like what is what is happening here?
2: yeah i mean i i i I dig some so to answer the question about jeans costume it's actually from the same exact issue the cyclops issues from they're both from x factor number 26 from 1988 so you know you have a very good reason for feeling like this is a throwback because this the 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 costumes that it's kind of referencing is over 30 years old
0: uh just out of curiosity do you happen to have the artist who drew that issue
2: yeah one sec uh i we're just closed
0: a bit. While, while he pulls that up, uh, let's talk about what actually happens in this issue beyond the art. There is some story. Um, go ahead, Phil.
2: It was Walter Simonson.
0: Oh, wow. Wow.
2: Okay. <laughs> Shit.
0: Whoa. Cool.
1: That is yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, the,
0: the issue story is, is sort of thin, but it's definitely present. Um, the Shi'ar Empress, who is uh, Lalandra's daughter, actually, uh, she is kidnapped. Uh, Xandra is kidnapped by some type of priest guy. They call him a priest. Um, but he's clearly not, he's a priest with a hammer. So I don't know what, or not a hammer, but a, no, he has a hammer, but he also has a gun <laughs> on his arm, which is totally a nineties type of, um, Villain, right? Like I just have all the weapons.
1: That he's oh, also right. like yeah. just a giant, hulking, bald, like half mecha guy, which also just screams nineties.
2: He looks <laughs> yeah. a lot like Apocalypse in, in a classical sense.
0: Uh, I see where you're coming. From. Sure, yeah. yeah. Like
2: just the design, maybe not like the like the intricate details, but like the shape of this character reminded me of Apocalypse.
1: Yeah, he does look like a, a bit more cosmic, but I definitely see that.
0: And so the X Men receive a call to come help uh you know smasher is someone who is you know closely connected to the x-men because of her uh having a child with um cannonball um and of course uh sunspot is like you know Cannonball's life partner <laughs> um, <laughs> and they decided to, to remain in space uh alongside smasher uh, for obvious reasons sunspot just wants to make money and be with his best friend and cannonball wants to be with smasher who has to be there because she is a member of the royal guard um and so yeah from there from that premise that's really all you need to know then you really just get into the action Mm -hmm. i think that this book from an action perspective (coughs) oh bless you (laughs) oh bless Bless you. you sorry this book from an action perspective is actually really really good like I loved looking at it. Um, The pages are super dynamic, and uh, Brett Booth's style alongside the inking uh, and the colors, frankly, uh, lead to fights that look and feel exciting.
1: Yeah, and dynamic.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Like, the cutouts, um, like, when the fight really starts, he's like, uh, we already are, you know, you can't threaten us with hell. We're already in it. And then the X-Men, like, fly through the fucking wall and, you know, just, like, jump into it. And, like, you've got these really cool diagonal kind of slices in that, like, there are things that elevate the action. It makes it feel more frantic, you know, and, and like, a little bit more, like, you're kind of in the heat of a fight and, like, everybody's, you know, kind of trying to get their bearings. It's it's cool.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and they also did a good job of – because this is a character we may never see again. We, you sure. know, we may or may not, this this villain – Um, they did a good job of letting him lose without making him look like trash. A jobber. And then also letting the X-Men kind of get beat on without making them look bad either. And anyone who watches wrestling knows that that's not something that's always easily achievable. I don't know if comic book readers think about it as much, but I do because I watch wrestling. So um, I think Jonathan Hickman did a great job of keeping that balance.
1: Yeah. Of like, he, he seems, it it seems like they're legitimately threatened, but not overwhelmed.
0: Yeah. Like they don't just look like scrubs.
1: Yeah. Like he, he clocks cold clocks Cyclops right in the head and it's like, Oh shit. But then storm comes in and fucking eats his lunch. Right. Which of course she does.
2: (laughs) Cyclops is still holding his head. A couple panels later, he got hit in the head by a big hammer yeah exactly swung by a big fucking guy
1: (laughs) this was a great issue and like and also like they need to call in the cavalry to win the Mm smash yeah yeah it's it's good It, it it, you're right they toe that line in a really really good way for a singular issue
0: yeah um because even then right like if if the x-men just come in and unilaterally save the day well then gosh yeah so throwing in the smashers also allows you know the shiar to look like they have some firepower as well i just think that this was a very very well constructed issue last issue we talked about how it just didn't really feel like the book had a clear direction that we were enjoying the issue was a little bit slow um, there were some problems that we identified. Yeah. And with this one, you know, granted, the, the what happens in the issue will almost assuredly not matter in the grand scheme of things as it relates to the X-Men. But d- it doesn't sound like that bothered you guys here. No, because it was enjoyable.
2: Do you, do you think this scratches the edge of everyone that's like, we missed the old X-Men? It did for me.
1: I mean, uh, I don't necessarily from... feel that I missed them, but like it felt like that throwback.
0: I I wasn't even necessarily looking for this, but I'm glad I got it. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Same. I
0: didn't know that I that I wanted this. Uh, what about you, Kill? Uh,
3: yeah, I uh, really enjoyed it. I I'm pumped. Anytime we can see the Shiar, I oh, think they're sure. fascinating. Mm.
1: They, they we've been kind of like w- wondering when they were gonna show up too. You know, yeah. like, that's, like, a, bo- a piece that's now on the board, and, like, you're probably right that this won't matter soon, but I think that last panel really did make me think that it'll come to roost at some point. Like, uh, well, I don't know. I don't remember her name, but the new empress. Zandra. Uh, Zandra, Zandra, thank you. She she says in the coming days, should you need anything of me, and then it's bolded and in and italicized. Feel free to collect at any time. Yeah, that's gonna there's,
2: matter. Yeah, like the storm. That'll be
1: cool at some point, you know. And you'll we'll remember, like, oh fuck, like remember back twelve issues ago, thirty, you know, whatever. 30. Like
0: that's that's the kind <laughs> yeah. of shit that he does, though, you know. Like it think is. about that. So there are actually some things at play um, that people who only read X Men may not know. So uh one of them is that the new mutants actually um got into some trouble uh with mm. the Shi'ar when they went to uh I-, I forget exactly the story. I think they teamed up with the star jammers and Corsair had an ulterior mode. oh yeah, they I remember that aware of and they got into some heat with that. but also um in sword the the it's established that the X-Men now have the capacity to sort of go the way they use the uh the crocoan uh flowers to like traverse you know earth and space mm-hmm. to a degree they can now do essentially that anywhere in the universe and hmm. the book is telling us sort is that that is going to be a problem mm-hmm. and so I wonder if part of the favor down the line might not involve that uh, which is a story that's developing mm-hmm. but they could be interrelated because the Shi'ar obviously are a very powerful force cosmically.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, um, yeah.
0: go ahead.
2: No, go ahead. That was a good transition out go to something fun. else. Yep. Well, I was just going to say uh, I would say this is my favorite X Men book I've read since Hoxpox. This particular issue. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it was brisk. It was interesting. It was self contained. Like It felt like it told a story from start to finish. It was just really refreshing.
1: Cool. Want to hear that? I'll I'll give you that. I agree with all those those statements. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think I think more than anything for me, it was it was the issue I needed right now. I think for this book, like as a follow up to our complaints with sixteen, and also kind of what we've been feeling in Marauders, where it's just like, where are we going? What are we doing? And like, if you don't have an answer for that, that's fine. Give me a solid singular issue like this, like an old school self contained. Like it's just a good X Men story. It was fun. I don't, I don't need it to have. Mm-hmm. Huge ramifications tomorrow. Like right. you laid a piece on the board that I'm sure will will when it happens later, I'll be like, tight, love that issue. <laughs> That's all you needed to do.
0: Yeah. Uh and and especially with the promise, I'm pretty sure, I hope I'm not wrong, that next issue is where we finally see uh these X twenty three tempo and uh uh Fuck. Who's the third character. I can't remember his name. I can't remember that they'll finally oh, return from the vault. Yeah. Um, I am so was it so excited. No. Oh, no. no, Banshee. I mean, it's so funny. You did this before. Fuck. You're thinking of uh, when they went when they went to go try to see what was in Arako.
1: Yep. Yes, okay, right. <laughs> the other Banshee, people they sent through a gate.
2: <laughs> Banshee got clocked, baby. <laughs> I remember that.
0: Was it uh who's the genius? Uh he's in first class, he gets killed. He's uh Darwin. Was it Darwin? Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. Think yeah. So. No, was it? Oh. I thought wasn't it was it
3: some... wasn't it somebody with like a temporal shield or something. Was it I feel like I thought that is
0: th- so it was X twenty three Tempo, right? Yeah. But more? I'm not sure what Tempo does. Tempo oh yeah, Tempo can like Make time fast or slow, like in uh, in one issue of Marauders, she uh, Shaw forces her to um, uh, to uh, quickly age some liquor, some some uh, oh, some- uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that, but but it couldn't have been that person because then they would be in the vault, so forget what I said. I feel like there was someone who could do something
3: similar, though, it's like, yeah. It they could, uh, their connection with X23 was that they, while she could heal, this person wouldn't
0: necessarily change or would block the effects of the change. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, I I just saw it, but um, uh, so it's X23 Sync and Darwin. Yeah, I just looked it up. Um, so that's what we have to look forward to. That is th- that is actually the next issue uh, with Mamoud Azrar returning uh, to art there. So uh, something to look forward to. I'm really excited for that, uh, and we will get that issue uh, next month. Well,
1: oh, then you got to imagine so. what shortly after that will be the the election stuff will probably be coming up.
2: No, eleven of swords. Oh,
1: you stole my joke. You son of a bitch. I've
3: been <laughs> sitting on that.
2: <laughs>
0: Both of you are now on my list. <laughs> You're gonna vote uh, for us. Cool. No, no, not that, not that kind of list. Uh, so let's let's actually jump into Strange Adventures. Let's talk about that book. This is eight of twelve. Of course, uh, we're talking about Tom King and the artistic Dynamo tag team champions, <laughs> Mitch Jarrett's and Evan Doc Shaner who do an absolutely tremendous job and let it not be forgotten that Clayton Cowles is a part of this team and he is amazing. Absolutely. Beautiful block. Yeah. Now, are you when you said that there, you're referring to the art? Well, I think you know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, it's cool that Mitch Gerads basically drew himself into the book now because he looks like Adam Strange. (laughs) The beard looks
1: exactly like his avatar (laughs) on Twitter.
2: (laughs) Beautiful-looking book.
0: This is one of those where I really miss Marco's presence. Not that much, but a little bit. (laughs) I really am curious to hear what he would say about this. Now, the person that I want to hear speak first is actually kale Uh-oh. because kale has had some good things to say in the past about this book. Um, but I would say probably overall has not been that high on it. Is that fair to say?
3: I, that is definitely fair to say.
0: Okay. So this issue we're f- we, 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 we only have nine, 10, 11 and 12 left. We are more than halfway past. How do you feel about this issue and the direction of this series?
2: <laughs> it, it progressively gets
3: less interesting like for me the thread here is at this point like and i'm sure i would feel differently and i i say this every time i know but i'm sure i would feel differently were i reading this in one sitting but like because it comes out so infrequently like i barely remember what happened in the last one and what I do remember is that something happened to his daughter. So since we had the last big conversation with Marco and his color theory and stuff like that, to me, that's the thread that I want to keep pulling on. And that's the thing that um, is driving me forward. But the stuff surrounding it is just I, – I don't care about it. Okay. <clears throat> Anyone
2: um, someone, feel
3: sorry? Uh, someone in the Discord uh, pointed out. I think it was Kefis pointed it out that uh, he thinks Adam is going to kill his daughter. Uh, and I, I just don't know, man. Like Oof, I feel like that's, that's falling a... into the trap. Like, that's but that... then it's also a black label book, right? Like. I don't know. Like, I, I want to, I, 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 that's what I'm curious about. Like, I have this gut feeling that even with a character like Adam Strange, they're not going to pull that trigger. That's crazy.
0: Look at the insane, uh, blowback from Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. Right. They can't do that again. I don't know. I,
1: I think I'm inclined to agree with you guys. Um I have a I have a theory that that that's either a um like like specifically a a red herring that it's trying to lure us into thinking that that's what's going to happen or that um you know that that per- perhaps he's going to have you know some kind of like a like a PTSD episode um where you know that does happen or whatever but it's an accident but i'm kind of thinking that it's going to be more the that his daughter is killed in response to his actions right and some of the stuff that was revealed in this issue uh by the the picket that they have in in captivity that batman and and mr terrific are interrogating um so that i don't know it's interesting because i uh Sean, I think you were going to ask before, does anyone feel differently than Kale? And I, I do. Um, I, I've i been, I think, more in the middle on this book. Um, and I've definitely shared Kale's opinion that I'd rather be reading it in a sitting than month to month. I just think it's the way the story is burning. It would be more satisfying that way. Um, but that said, I think I'm starting to align more with you and Marco in terms of as the plane is landing. I feel like... Um, Tom has established a lot of threads that are interesting and it feels like we're starting to actually like, like all of the disparate pieces that we've been given that were like, you know, I remember issues and issues ago, we're like, nothing's happening. They're just giving us information. Right. But I think we're getting to the point now where we're able to start putting the puzzle pieces together and understanding what is actually happening and what is truth and what is fiction and, and yada, yada, yada um, to the point where like, I, I'm, I'm kind of back in. You know, because I think uh, a mystery, when it is drip-fed like this, it can easily lose you in the middle because you don't know what's happening. And if it doesn't grab you enough to want to see it through, it's like, fuck it. But we've, we've seen it through, right? We're two-thirds of the way through the thing. And I'm at the point now where, like, I feel like I have a, a pretty good understanding of what's actually going on. Um, and I haven't felt that way really until this issue.
2: I think this was probably the best issue in the series. Um, and it had, it's its funny. On the one hand, it had the the least amount of like Tom King-isms that bother me, like the, the over-the-top nine panel spread of just like the same face or whatever. But at the same time, uh, a thing I've complained about multiple times of Tom King is just like harping on the same subject over and over again. And like he's been hitting that square circle into the mouth with the mallet over and over into the square peg. And this time it like finally went through. And I was like, okay, well, the one thing you do over and over is working again somehow. What's Um, the, you know, the the PTSD war trauma thing? Like there's a lot of that in Tom King books where characters are heavily impacted by like the trauma of their actions or something. Yeah and it, it, it can be tiresome when it's the same thing over and over again like we, we don't have to get into it but when a writer keeps writing the same thing it kind of it can wear thin but here it, it, it works again and i think a lot of it is because of the art the art is doing a lot of heavy lifting the writing is good but it's definitely being elevated by the art so i can see kale why you uh, might think that Adam Strange did something absolutely unspeakable to his daughter because at the end of the book, uh, spoilers, obviously, but if you're listening to this, hopefully you've read it. Uh, she says, uh, This is going to be so awesome. I love you, Daddy. And the next page is just Adam with just glazed look saying he loves her back. Yeah. And it's, 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 it, oh, like it, it's heart. It's, it hurts. It hurts to look at. Yeah. Just, 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 there's no life in his eyes like just the art is elevated and even when you go back in the beginning of the book where it's more of the Mitch rad stuff and you see like the justice league dealing with this pick invasion it's just gorgeous when the flash is scouring around counting all the people are dead this giant splash page of yeah. horror like the art team here is elevating the things tom is trying to bring to the table like the actual atrocities of war and whatever is going to happen in these last four issues that are coming out They've done such a good job here in this issue, especially establishing how Adam Strange is fucked in the head right now. And you can see why. So uh this was this was a very good issue.
1: Um what what I think I like about this, because you know, I I, I don't um I don't disagree with your criticism of King in terms of like doing this the same thing. I I, I don't mind if he is doing the same thing a lot if it hits every time i think the problem has been that it's it's been it on it's been hit. yeah it's been shaky in its delivery for me lately and i feel like this book the more that i'm sitting in it and the more that i'm liking it and finding new avenues to enjoy it um i feel like he's actually kind of managed to strike on something that feels fresh again And I think that's why it's that, like, it's, it's similar notes. He's writing what he knows. I don't think that's bad, right? Like, I I think he's finding a way to like, like that, like you said, that last scene, right? Like with, with that, that dead look in Adam's eyes, like that is carried or it's, it's definitely a big part of the art, right? But like the reason that this lands and that we know this is like, we've spent time with this character and gotten to know him and, and see how he perceives himself, how he's portrayed himself to others, like all these other things. This is a, a vulnerable moment where the veneer is down, and that's, that is Tom's writing. Um, and, and it's not that the art isn't great. It's that I think, to your point, there's actually some really great writing going on in this issue where I, I think this series you know, has sometimes struggled to execute on moments as cleanly as it does in this issue.
2: You know what? I, I kind of want to push back on that a little because I think if you gave me a brief synopsis of what this book was about and just those two pages, it would have it would have the same exact impact because of what the art is doing here. You know what? I I I don't even know if you need the synopsis. I think if you just gave me those two pages, I could my uh, you know, I, I don't even know what it's about, but the art is telling me a story here, which is there's something wrong with this man. Look at the look in his eyes when he's with
1: his own daughter. I agree, but the context and the time that we've spent going through it and having an understanding of you know, um, both his actions on Rand during the conflict, because um, it might not have been a war, uh, and also how he's is acting on Earth and, and carrying himself and the struggle that he's going through, I, I think you're right that the moment lands without that context because it's good art and it's well-executed. Um, but to me it, it doesn't have the same impact and I, I don't i don't think you can argue that it does or that it could personally i think
3: the i think the difference here is that in this moment like this is different f- for what tom has written before up to what I've read of of tom and what you're speaking to to phil um is that previously for the most part tom's protagonists mostly feel like they're in control to some degree i think at this point you know the the end of of eight here where he's dead in the eyes and then the next panel is you know him sitting in a morgue you know uh uh i don't know regretting what happened overwhelmed at what's happening this it looks like something that uh, it, it has the look of someone who's lost control,
1: you know, and and things are moving past them. And he looks so small in
0: that moment, yeah. You know. So I really enjoyed this issue. I thought that it was some of the some of the stronger writing that we've seen from Tom uh, throughout this series. Um, even some of the moments that are like funny, like I thought it was really funny that Batman was not nailing the. <laughs> the <line laughs> yeah, did you get all that?
1: <laughs>
3: oh my god, I, I, thought I really yes. like Mitch's pointy Batman too.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, he he's just he does a tremendous job uh, rendering that character. I I wasn't I, I didn't care at all really about like the the. The, the parts where we're seeing the Justice League trying to figure out, like, yeah. the survivors and stuff, like, that just really, really felt ancillary. Um And I'm also, it's causing me to ask questions that I don't really want to ask, like, is this in continuity? Because if it is, and they just lost, what they say, they lost Arizona? Arizona, or yeah. Just Phoenix, yeah. If like, yeah. you just lost all of Phoenix, if everyone in Phoenix is dead, that's something that will have tremendous ramifications. You can't just do that. So more
2: anymore in DC.
0: Right. Um, so I don't know whether this is a book that's in continuity or not. But um well no
2: putting it wouldn't that aside, be right because it's
0: black label. Uh, some black label books are some are not. Oh I don't think I realized that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, all it really means is just that, you know, it's like a it's a mature. Yeah, right. Um so Putting that aside... This book is so fucking gorgeous. I really did enjoy the, the aspects of this book that are examining where Adam Strange is, especially after the torture issue, which I think was uh, last issue. Yeah, that, that really, really um, set a tone for this book that I, I kind of wish we had seen it way earlier because everything that he's dealing with and everything he says and does can be reexamined through the lens of that issue i think mm-hmm. and it makes this more powerful uh and also in, when we see him just blast that guy that that um that, that prisoner like he just killed him you know that's not heroic right but it is in an es- in essence warlike right he's a hero uh who at wartime is willing to do things that are less than heroic, and given Tom's background, uh, you know, in the CIA and things that he has seen and maybe has done, um, you can really understand where he's coming from. Where it's like, you know, you could, you, you, it's so wild how with Tom's books, there's a clear track. Like, think about how this connects to vision. Here's a guy who was in war. And did these horrific things, and now he's trying to come back and live a normal life, and it just doesn't work, you know, it's just yeah. not working out. Um, and this his daughter has all this affection for him, and he can't even really, like, reciprocate that. Like, he yeah. loves her, yeah, but he can't connect with the feeling of love for her because he's just done, you know? Yeah. And this is the story that I want to read. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And to to me, like, this is where, um, this is where I, I always kind of, um, recoil when you make that comment about him, Phil of like, you know, like, oh, he only knows how to write this. And it's like, yeah, but like when it's good, I want to hear it because like, I, I love that this, this to me feels like commentary on the very idea of a war hero, right? That there are no heroes in war, right? War is not a heroic act. Um, and it's different than what the superheroes on earth do, right? Um, there's rules to this shit and like, he's showing that like, there really aren't rules to war. You might say that there's rules, but right, like shit like this happens and I don't know, like, I, I feel like, um, I feel like this, this is starting to like, feel like, reminiscent of of the good shit and the shit that really like you know um made me connect with his writing in the first place and like if if he still got stories like this to tell that like he can execute on this kind of level like i want to read them you know
2: Perhaps uh, the writing isn't really what drew me in here for the most part. Uh, the plotting was okay, but really like if this was done by any other art team, I don't know if I'd be as interested as the thing. I, um,
1: that that might be true, um, but I,
3: I almost okay. feel like
2: that's immaterial. Yeah. However, it, it is a far cry from where we were five issues ago where, where Adam and his wife were, you know, seemingly kind of a socialite couple who are on fox news or whatever trying to cover up you know a mystery or whatever like the tone of the book is rapidly changed. Has maybe not rapidly but it's dramatically changed since like issue three
1: yeah i, I like that about it
0: yeah um I, I i don't know i'm i'm in on this book i think the art look if the art team was different, maybe we would have dropped this book a long time ago. You know? Yeah. Um, but when you put everything together and the art team kept me around and some of the stuff that we were able to discover was happening in the art, kept it seeming like this was a book that had something to say, um, and some of the smaller moments that Tom was able to inject, I, I really believe that all of that is converging now. In, in in a story that is uh, something that I, I want to be a part of now. And so that does not necessarily redeem the rest of the work that was, in my opinion, not up to snuff. But if Tom needed the time to get here, fine. Now, I would I would argue maybe there's a reason, maybe there's an argument to be made that this didn't need to be 12 issues. Maybe we should s- scale back from that. But if the rest of the books in this run are as good as this or better... I think that justifies. So I, mean, I
1: agree, and I think it speaks to the point that Cale that and I have been making and Marco to a lesser extent that like I think this book will read a lot better when you can take it at your own pace and not have to have a slow issue that you have to sit with for a month. Yeah. Like yeah. good stories have slow parts and, and accelerative parts, you know? Um and I think sometimes that's just not satisfying month to month. And I can think of books that I've read and loved. Um that have gotten that critique month to month, but if you read them later, collected, you don't have that problem. You get to make the decision.
0: Well, we'll see how the book ends up uh, closing things down. We do have four issues to go, and you can definitely rest assured that we will be reviewing each and every one of them here on this podcast. Let us know what you thought about us doing these reviews separately. Does this work for you? Let us know what you thought about the books. If you're reading them, did you like them? Did you hate them? Fall somewhere in the middle. Uh, reach out to us in all the ways that you know how, and uh, let us know your thoughts. You can hit us up at thecomicspals@gmail.com. Catch us on social media at the Comics Pals, and get us on YouTube if you're not already there. Hit that subscribe button. Head on over. Just do us the quick favor. Takes you no time. Uh, if you're already there, you can leave us a like as well. Uh, share this video with your friends. Drop us a comment. All the internet stuff. Uh, check out our Wandavision reviews. They're up now on all platforms. We're current with the series, so you can stay current with us and um, go ahead and join our Discord server so that you can talk to us about these books and so many more. Even, I mean, gosh, even manga. Even, manga. even manga.
1: Well, and if you have an insightful comment, maybe it'll get read during the review, like some of the people did this
0: this week as well. So yeah, there's some absolutely. incentive. You
1: want to hear your name on the air? Yes.
0: So thanks for joining us on this Comics Pals review special, and we will see you next time. So until then, take care, guys.
3: Y'all, I got to get Doc Shaner to design me a jacket.